Hey everybody, this is Chris McKay. Welcome back to a, another wonderful, lovely episode of Seller Performance Solutions. I am here today, as always, with Leah McHugh. How are you doing, Leah? Good, thanks. How are you, Chris? Good. Good. We get like progressively more tired sounding as we get further into yep. the four. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this one, if you can't tell, late in the day, people. So just hang, hang with us, hang loose. 8 a.m. where I am. Yeah, sure, late in my day. Today, we're talking about these interesting, mysterious product recall messages that a lot of clients and brands that we've talked to keep receiving. In a lot of cases, there is no recall present, I think it's fair to say, and it's bizarre that they were reading that message. And in other cases, it looks like it might be an abuse tactic. So first off, if you have your products being recalled, isn't there an agency or a government notification? When I worked at Amazon, I would process some of these notices that these agencies would send to Amazon, hey, there's a product recall, take these listings down, inform the sellers of this. Like I was involved in the Amazon process, but since we've been consulting, I don't remember anyone getting a recall notice that wasn't there or didn't exist. So yeah, so usually CPSC is the government agency that would be notifying whoever about the recall. Um, or the seller itself. So you as the manufacturer are supposed to be the one notifying people of of the recall. And if not you, then the CPSC. This is one of those cases where, you know, my favorite Amazon game is this incompetence or abuse (laughs) where products are being flagged as being recalled. Is it somebody hitting the wrong thing in the system or is it somebody sabotaging your listing? And, And honestly, at this point, it could go either way. And then it's probably a mixture of both. Some cases are probably somebody doing the wrong thing internally by accident. And some of it is probably people sending false reports regarding recalls. Right. Right. I think it's an abuse tactic. It's hot right now. I think people are, yeah, some of them are right click errors and the investigators are just screwing up the messaging as they often do. The rest of it is competitors abuse and competitors making false allegations about recalls. This is kind of a theory I'm working on since we've seen so many of them. We are in the thick of it in November. So of course we're looking for black hat tactics and abuse all over the place because that's what this month (laughs) unfortunately is all about for a lot of brands defending themselves and fending off these attacks. But I'm starting to wonder if competitors are making fake allegations of a product recall, would they be what falsifying paperwork? They're putting this in front of Amazon and saying, hey, this product should be recalled. And for some reason, I think Amazon's believing that and then taking action against their competitor. I mean, what are the odds that that's that's actually what's happening? I mean, I think it's probably a little bit more involved than that, having reported safety concerns about products to Amazon myself. Just telling them that something is unsafe doesn't usually result in anything. It usually takes a little bit, a little bit more work than that. Sure. So I I think it probably is more involved, but I mean, we are certainly seeing it. We're seeing it too often now, I think for it to just be user error internally, and particularly this time of year, whenever we see a spike in anything that seems a little bit odd, chances are it's an abuse tactic. And honestly, Mm. like not to encourage the black hats, but it, it's a good way of, of getting somebody's listing taken down for a longer period of time because you either yeah. have to convince Amazon that your product was not subject to a recall or you have to try to convince them that the inventory that they have is not subject to a recall. Right. And otherwise they want you to remove all inventory before the, before they'll even consider reinstatement. So 
first of all, you know, you're, it's going to be confusing to whoever's getting that notice whose product hasn't been recalled. So that's going to take time for them to process. And then it's a matter of checking to make sure that it isn't actually subject to recall um, well, and then getting documentation that says that it is not subject to recall, which if you're the brand owner, isn't that hard to get because it's really just, you're right. sending in a it's letter, just to be, but yeah. certifying that it isn't subject to recall. But if you aren't the manufacturer or Amazon doesn't accept that letter immediately, Amazon then expects you to remove all inventory before they even consider yeah. reinstatement. So it's potentially can slow somebody down for more than a day <laughs> getting that reinstated. That's what it's about. This right. is to create disruption and to distract the competitor from selling and marketing and running ads and doing all the things they do to win sales from the black hat seller. And well, yeah. And I think similar to any sort of notification that somebody gets that doesn't make sense. I think a lot of sellers knee jerk reaction would just be to send an email saying this wasn't subject to a recall. What are you talking about? And, mm. you know, that's not going to get you anywhere with Amazon. So just that back and forth of right. like, no, you're wrong. No, we're right. No, we're not like that. Right, that course. would slow a lot of sellers down, not realizing that they do right. need to provide that letter certifying <laughs> that it's not of course. a recall. Your, as a brand, your attackers know that Amazon is going to send you copy and paste gibberish, worthless mm. messaging, and that they're not going to read what you send them. Like they're counting on there being friction and back and forth right. when you try to appeal it. They know, I mean, this is what the fake IP complaints are about. It's the same exact thing, right? Oh, I'm going to take copies my own copies of your images and put them on the internet somewhere and then claim that you right. stole my photos like they don't think it's going to work um, forever but they're just trying to, to right. get you down for right as long it as sounds possible. like a circus it is a circus but mm -hmm. it works because amazon is so slow to understand these concepts and so behind the curve and by the way i wouldn't worry about encouraging or discouraging black hats i mean fraud and crime is their profession <laughs> so yeah, I know. Uh, they're I just, always sometimes I'm for, like, I don't want other people yeah. to know. You know. No, they're already. First of all, they're already stress testing and trying these things out mm. before they become a thing. Then there's a second round. I mean, we can have another episode just about black hat operations in terms of how they think and and what they're after. But it's pretty obvious. Then a tactic works, and they share it around their you know masterminds and and their BS groups and their little fraudster shows. I have had cases where it is actually just like confirmed user error on Amazon's part yeah. where they just like sent the wrong template. <laughs> that's and, what I said. Uh, well, yeah. well, that's what I meant by a right click error. Like they're just <laughs> sending you the wrong damn thing. Right. But, but then I've also, had, so I've also had people internally on the phone with seller support saying that somebody internally had also like accidentally marked the product as right. subject to a recall. Oh, so of there course. are definitely no. user error issues. That here, goes without saying. That goes without saying. Yeah. Amazon could always, we don't assume it's black hat attacks. We just observe what we see. Suddenly there's a spike and we start interpreting it just so everyone knows how, how we work. But the, the errors on Amazon, Amazon could easily respond and say, sorry, we sent you a message about a recall. There is no recall. Sorry about that. I mean, that is extremely common, whether it's a right-click error or a one-time right-click error is possible, or it could be a group of sellers who got the wrong message too. Mm -hmm. So the first step is identify which basket this problem belongs in. Is it an attack? Is it abuse? When you're talking to account health reps, make sure they're really sharp and on the ball and with it in terms of was this just a mistake? Was it an error? Because 
reporting it as a complete and total Amazon mistake is one thing. Reporting abuse and demanding that Amazon step up to the plate and prevent abuse while fixing your listing and reinstating you, those are two different things and two different approaches. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because you don't necessarily know <laughs> which, yeah. which one it is. Right. I understand you might need help interpreting that, which is one reason we're talking about this today. A lot of times in mid to late November, you don't really have time to spend sifting through all these details and trying to figure out what's happening to you. And that is one reason why we respond, you know, extra quickly during this high revenue holiday peak. But we do discourage people from guessing or mm -hmm. supposing things or looking on the forums and saying, hey, that sounds like what happened to me. I'm just going to assume it is and I'm going to start drafting an appeal on that basis. A little more research and a little more work goes into it. Yeah. And I should also um, mention as well, these are handled by the product compliance team, not seller performance. Right. So the usual three-part plan of action with root calls, immediate step, future prevention, isn't actually what they're looking for here. The compliance team aren't really, they, they don't, they don't want a, a plan of action. They Good just point. want documentation and proof that the product is in fact compliant. So right. don't waste your time putting together a plan of action for this. It's not going to the team that wants a plan of action. And honestly, like, what would the root causes even be? No, <laughs> disputes and protesting and action Amazon's taken, you know, do that in plan of action format. A lot of people do that, I think, right. because they're listening to the wrong thing or they're reading some whacked out article or they're on well, the forums and, and, and getting you know, bad advice. It's but, just on the account health dashboard. You know. It doesn't show you which team it's being routed to. So if you're not handling yeah. it all the time, like we are, you don't necessarily realize that it's going to a different team. True. And it's a good occasion to remind people, read the message very closely. Don't assume they want a plan of action. They might not even be asking you for one. We've right. seen a few people write a POA and send it to us to review it before they send it in. And then we look at the original notification and there's no mention of plan of action in there anywhere. So I think they were just making assumptions. Make sure, you know, you're not blowing half a day writing a plan of action if it's not even what's being asked for. Right, exactly. Um, outside of compliance, I mean, even for other, even for other things. So again, we know Q4, peak holiday, you're distracted. You've got a lot going on. But the details matter on these cases and whether or not it's a complete Amazon screw up and they sent you the wrong template or a black hat attack, two totally different outcomes, two totally different things. Do not waste time writing the wrong kind of thing and sending it in because Amazon could just respond saying, we have no idea what you're talking about. Actually, they'll probably just um, respond with the original notification. <laughs> right. Or they might just copy and paste the original. Yeah. They love doing this at this time of year, especially just to get some of these emails out of the queues so that they can stay within their SLAs, their service level agreements. Yeah. And additionally, um, compliance are looking for documentation here. That doesn't mean they want all documentation about absolutely anything. They, they want right. specific documentation showing, in this case, that the product has not been subject to a recall. Potentially, they may ask you for test reports, depending on the type of product. Don't send them mm -hmm. a bunch of extraneous documentation that has nothing to do with anything that they're asking for. Because once again, the investigators have a limited amount of time to review this. If we send a bunch of extraneous information, chances are they're just going to reject it to get it off their desk and to keep within their KPIs. Right. And take with a grain of salt whatever you hear from an account health rep or a seller support. Oh, account rep. health reps can't really see anything to do with when compliance. They, well, I'm noticing more guessing and more 
maybe it's this, maybe it's that. I can't really see. I don't really know. And those are the only people you can call and talk to. Right. Um, and even though it is on the account health dashboard, they don't have access to the notes that like they do for seller performance yeah. cases. Take so it with a grain of salt. Whatever they say is most likely going to be a guess. Right. We know this is vaguely frightening and somewhat confusing in some respects. If you have any questions on it, please let us know. Thanks again, Leah. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Chris.